they'll say this is recording our next guest is a uh, is a very special icon within the uh, ucla community uh, he was a college basketball player at UNC Wilmington, then served as the assistant athletic director for Michigan State University, Ohio State University, uh, before, and then OSU before taking over as the athletic director for Boston College. Uh, in 2017, he became the youngest Power Five Conference athletic director when he took over the Boston College job and the first ever uh, African-American athletic director in Boston College history. He is now our UCLA Bruins Athletics Athletic Director. Please welcome a very special guest, Martin Jarmond. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank, Thank you, John. And it's, yeah. and it's Jarman. I got a joke on you already, man. You John. get my name wrong already, John. See, <laughs> see, Anna John. wouldn't have made that mistake. That's, right. that's what I'm saying. Anna's the top dog, yo. <laughs> All right, Martin, let's <laughs> let's get right into it. Um, uh, how the one thing that I really want to, that a lot of us want to kind of, you know, know about is how did the whole Under Armour record, you know, the record deal, you know, the, obviously the Under Armour sponsorship deal, how did that fall out uh, in 2020, you know, last year? And, uh, and to follow that up, can you just discuss real quickly the process of, you know, sealing the deal with, with Nike Jordan, you know, for, for the next few years, how did that process go? Well, John, as you may or may not know, we are in a legal dispute with our former apparel company, so I am limited to what I can say, but um, I, I think I can share that I, I believe we received a letter saying uh, that they were no longer going to, um, you know, be our partner, and, uh, and that's probably all I can say on that. And as far as the Nike and Jordan brand, we're, we're so excited. Uh, it's, we would need probably an hour to talk through the whole process. But, you know, what I can tell you is we'd really try to get feedback from uh, not only our students, but just uh, alumni, some notable alumni, Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook. They were, they were critical. Bill Walton, he was, he was uh, important. Just try to get feedback to understand because uh, that was very, I was very new. I hadn't even started officially, I don't think yet. And I needed to quickly learn uh, about UCLA athletics. I needed to learn what resonates as far as young people, high school age, uh, because recruiting is a big deal. You know, we're in, we're in the talent uh, recruitment business and the talent development business. And so you recruit talent and develop talent. And I wanted to find a partner that was innovative, forward thinking. And quite frankly, would provide the best apparel for our student athletes as they pursue championships and competition. And Nike and Jordan brand was that. And so, uh, you know, I was excited about it and we uh, worked really hard and, and we came together as a university. You know, it wasn't just me. It's it everything that's accomplished is a team effort. And there were a lot of people, some of our lawyers, UCLA legal. Um, they, there are a lot of people that were involved to help us. Uh, see it through and pull it together. ASUCLA was 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 huge and important. So I'm I'm just thankful that I have some some great colleagues that I was learning and getting to know them during the process of such a big decision for us uh, as an athletic program that they were very helpful and supported. That's great. Um, so I wanted to ask. Uh, so I'm a Boston native myself, actually. Um, Boston and so in I was, the house. I know. So I was curious. Um, <laughs> Do you think your experience here will be similar to that of your experience at BC or are you expecting a lot of differences? And then also East Coast or West Coast? 
Oh, Anna, look at you already with the tough ones, man. Um, I'm going to say West Coast because that's where I'm at. You got to you got to be where your feet are planted. So I'm going to say West Coast because yeah. this is where I'm at. And, and I want to I want to make this the best time of my life. Right. Uh, as far as differences, is there are going to be differences. Uh, the thing that's the same is you serve student athletes. That's why I'm here. You know, I, I want to serve our students. I want to provide the, the best possible experience we can for them. And for our fans and alumni, I want to win. I want to be successful. I want us to be proud of our Bruin athletic program. So the mission, that stays the same. So, so there will be a similarity to that. But, but obviously, UCLA is different than Boston College than, and is different than every other school. You know? So you have to learn the nuance. You have to learn the, the culture and, and uh, how we operate. And there's a rhythm to every university. There's a rhythm to how things go. And, uh, you know, we, we got to get there. We got to get through this pandemic. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here on campus now and I'm looking out at Bruin Walk. You know, I've heard about students walking through Bruin Walk, but I've never seen that. You know, every time I've seen Bruin Walk, it's empty. So, you know, I, there's a lot to learn, but I definitely think it'll be differences because the schools are different and, and every place has their own nuance and culture and vibe that, uh, that I'm excited about. Speaking to that and speaking to your uh, former experience at Boston College, do you have a strategic plan similar to that one? Do you have a five-year plan for us, for UCLA? No, no. Um, you know, that's, a, that's usually a long process that, that requires you to talk with uh, num numerous individuals, constituency groups. Usually you have a, a group or a committee that helps kind of have those kind of dialogues and conversations. So it's, it's a process. That you that's driven by the input that you receive. So at Boston College, you know that was that was a uh, I can't remember how long it took, but it probably took at least a year. Uh, here, I'm still learning. I, I definitely want to have a strategic plan, and that's something that we're talking about. Uh, but it's early on. This pandemic has been so chaotic. That's been the first order of business is just to try to get our teams in a position, protocol wise, guideline wise, to compete. And that's been the most important thing. Uh, strategic plan is definitely on the horizon. Uh, but right now, it's just kind of getting through and navigating this pandemic to compete. Boy, what a time to take uh, to take this gig. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. What a time to be alive, man. That's what right, a time to be right. alive. Um, I wanted to switch over to something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is UCLA football, Okay. Uh, just kind of regarding UCLA football specifically here, are you on board with, you know, the track that UCLA football is heading and is, and, and is going? Um, and, you know, obviously we've been notoriously poor the last several years, uh, you know, on, on field performance, but, you know, things are looking very bright and I've, I've been watching closely. How do you feel about the immediate future of, of UCLA football? Well, John, I, I might disagree with some of what you said. I mean, poor is a strong word. I mean, uh, what I saw this year, I can only comment what I've, what I've seen this year. And what I saw is a team that competed at a high level. I saw a team that improved in many statistical categories. You look across the board, defensively, offensively, we improved, we made strides. Uh, you know, I think, I think every game was that we lost was seven points or less. So I saw a team that competed their butts off that loved each other, uh, that, that you had an opportunity to win every game. Uh, we, do we want to win more games? Yes, everybody wants to win more games. Uh, our coaching staff and our student athletes want to win more games. But, but I was encouraged because you saw improvement. 
you know, that's what I looked at is I, I look again, I wasn't here obviously before, but just this year, if you look at our statistics from the year before and this year, uh, a lot of improvement across the board. I give the credit to our student athletes that stuck to it, trained during a chaotic pandemic that we were off, then we were back on. And uh, I'm most proud that we were able to compete every weekend. Not every school in the country was able to compete. Some schools missed weekends. We played every weekend. Matter of fact, I think we may have been one of two schools in the Pac-12 that competed every weekend that we, we could. So, so I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of the momentum and energy that we have uh, recruiting trail, um, how we just got, got after it a little bit during the season and training. And, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about next year. Can't wait. Got a great schedule. Just came out yesterday. Uh, there's a lot of optimism, a lot of positivity, uh, based on how we compete and how we improved this past year. That is definitely worth mentioning our guys resilience this year. It's a tough environment and they've really, uh, they've done a great job. Um, to speak yeah, people don't appreciate how much our student athletes had to go through just to compete this year. You know, that's the one thing that I wish people could understand um, that the level of anxiety of trying to do things the right way so you can avoid COVID and, and the isolation and just how focused you have to be just to give yourself and your teammates a chance to compete. Um, it's huge, you know, it's huge. So credit to the students and those guys for, for doing everything they could to compete every weekend. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask, we were looking at the schedules for 2022 and 2023 and reading some news, and we saw that you added two HBCUs to UCLA's football schedule for those years. Can you talk about what that means to you as UCLA's first Black athletic director and whether you plan on doing that in the future and what motivated the decision? Well, I'm excited to bring both schools in. They're, the history and tradition uh, of, of North Carolina Central and Alabama State, they're, they, uh, not only do they have a rich tradition from a, from a football perspective, they've been successful programs, uh, but also when you think about the band and uh, culturally, I, I, think it's, I think it's a win-win. There's so many positives about this. So, so I'm excited about it. Um, you know, first of all, we had the opportunity to do it because of, of the cancellation with the, the Michigan series. So a lot of times you don't have these kind of opportunities where uh, you're pressed. Usually you do football scheduling years in advance. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it's very uh, challenging at times when you have a, an opening that's within two years. I mean, that's just that just really doesn't happen. Um, so that said, I think it was a, a, a great um I, I think the benefits of this far outweigh any um, possible negatives that might that might be perceived out there. You know, just giving our students and our fans a different experience is big. You know, this is you know, I, I think about the game day experience, for example. And first of all, these are winning programs, so they're competitive. If you look at the HBCUs, there's a lot of talent that goes on to the NFL. You know, and, and a lot of people may not know that. So, so competitively speaking, they're strong. And the, the other piece, too, just, just from a band perspective, both are bringing their bands. And I can just envision the Rose Bowl. There are going to be some people that experience this that have never experienced it before. And, and there's excitement. And also, by the way, it might allow us to tap into some communities that maybe haven't experienced Bruin games and 
and come out to the Rose Bowl that we might be able to really engage the community in a way and make it a bigger deal than just the game to try to uh, reach out and, and, and bring some people to uh, the Rose Bowl and, and do some cool experiences for underserved communities that I think um, th that's going to be such it's going to be impactful on many levels. So I'm excited about it. And uh, it's something that's special to me because we've never done it before. And change is good. I know change is hard for some people, but the impact that we have, this is what UCLA athletics is about. We're barrier breakers. We're, we have legendary Bruins that have come here and, and, and been trailblazers and do things a little different that impact people across the world. And that's, that's no different here. This will have significant impact. I can't wait. I can't wait to go to those games. But um, <laughs> hey, Martin, I think you're the busiest man on campus. So I really, really appreciate you taking the, taking a few minutes to, uh, to you know, chop it up with us and stuff like that. You're now a friend of the program. Would love to have you back on, you know, some sometime in the future and uh, keep up the good work. We really appreciate it. Well, John, I, I appreciate you and, and, and all three of you. You know, you took a shot. Uh, John, you took a shot. You reached out. And you said, hey, you know. And I, I just want to remind you, you got to bet on yourself. Sometimes you got to take shots. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Uh, I'm glad you did this. I'm, I'm honored to be on the radio with you guys. And hopefully we can visit again. But keep, keep doing your thing. Uh, keep betting on yourself. Believe in yourself. And take your shot. Because you never know when you're going to make it. And uh, it's going to go in swish. Hopefully we get a lot of swishes tonight in our game tonight. Yes, sir. Hey, Hell we'll yeah. be in touch and we'll be watching. Thanks, thanks a lot, MJ. Thank All right, so Anna, much. Have a great one. Take care.